Hi, and welcome to Fossilfern Christian Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy today's message, and it will both challenge and inspire you. Thanks, team. How good was that? Honestly, though, oh, that's okay, Emmeline. Thank you. <laughs> that song is like the perfect introduction to what I'm about to speak to you tonight on. So I've got a little bit of a confession to make. I apologise already. So I never forget this time I had to renew my licence. It was oh, literally a day before Jennifer and William's wedding. And as we know, weddings are chaotic, they're stressful, and I was the maid of honour, so I was like, <gasps> it was my head on the chopping block. So I was making sure everything was ready, and I was just stressed, doing 100 jobs at, I don't know, a second, what it felt like, making sure the day went smoothly for Jen, and it was perfect, and everything was ready, because it was at Mount Tambourine. And I nearly forgot that I had to renew my licence. That would have been bad. So, while I was renewing it, I actually had, like, the guy pulled up my file and was like, yep, yep, you're due. And he goes, actually, you know you have two overdue fines, right? I was like, oh, no, what's that for? Speeding, twice. So, I was like, oh, okay, thanks. Like, I did not know that. And panic, instant panic. I felt sick. Stick to my gut. I, growing up, even now, I'm not someone that likes to get in trouble, ever. I hate getting into trouble. I hate knowing that I've done the wrong thing. I just get, like, anxiety just floods through me. I start to panic. I start to, like, you know, want to make it right because I hate it when I know that someone has it in on me or I owe anything. So I was really overwhelmed at that point. Plus, with the stress of the wedding, so I was, like, at my max. But I couldn't let that you know, affect me. I had to put that aside. It was already overdue once a couple of days. A lot. But anyways, we won't go there. Um, so, yes, I pretty much had this really bad debt just because I sped twice. Now, is that against the law to speed? Yes. Is it also against the law to not pay your fines? Yes. Is it also against the law to not actually let the department know that you have moved. That's why you hadn't received the fines. So technically, I called them up, I like blah all over the phone, had a big breakdown, tried not to, but I cried. And the lady's like, look, you can take them to court, but you're gonna get more like in trouble. It's this, the consequences are gonna be huge. Like you're instantly gonna lose because they'll be like, so why didn't you pay your fine? And be like, oh, well, I didn't change my address. So, yeah, I did the wrong thing three times. So, you know, tonight I actually wanted to talk about being accountable. It's a huge thing to swallow, isn't it? Like, and, you know, what does accountability mean to you personally? You're being responsible, held liable for things. You know, you, we are all held accountable in one way or the, another. What are we accountable for? There are so many directions that we could explore tonight, but we'll literally be here all night. And I know I talk fast, but we will be here a while. So, you know, there's laws of the land. We are accountable to God. We're accountable to our marriage. 
Not that I know that yet, but <laughs> I've seen it. Um, we're accountable to children, haven't done that either, but I'm accountable to my children at work. That's my role. We're accountable to our sin. We're accountable for our emotions and our thoughts. The list literally goes on, doesn't it? So last Sunday, after church, couldn't get enough of church, and we sat and watched Shane Willard, who brought a few of his messages the other night. Brilliant, aren't they? So we were watching one of them. I don't even remember what it is. And he was just talking, and I was doing work while I was listening. I'm, I'm that kind of person that has to do things and listen at the same time. I'm a multitasker. Men don't know that much, but, you know, joking, joking, joking. It's fine. Well, sort of. <laughs> Anyways, so he, he mentioned, he goes, what would happen if Australia brought in the law that you cannot spread anything about Jesus? You can't talk about how you're a follower of God, nothing. What, what would happen? And he just said nothing would change. It shouldn't because we shouldn't be having to voice it for people to know that we're followers of God, do we? We literally have to have it in us, coming through us. We're supposed to shine the light through the way we talk, the way we walk. He mentioned that, you know, there was, uh, what was it? You know, back in the olden days, back in ancient times, they would have, I don't know what they're called, can't remember, but the leader and then the followers. And the way that the leader walked, the followers would walk also. So it kind of, yeah, you could tell who their leader was. Thank you. Yes, the rabbi. Rabbi, thank you. Um, I find that with Pastor Jane. Does anyone else find that with Pastor Jane? When you walk behind her and with her, you end up picking up her slang and her wisdom and you're just like, oh, get a grip. Like, I, I love it. I love it. And I pick it up and my mum told me ages ago when I'd be like, oh, just get a grip, mum. She'd be like, wow, you sound like Pastor Jane. <laughs> I'm like, good. I'd rather. I'd like to be because at least I know I'm in the right direction. Anyways, I'll continue. So, I know in myself, when he said that, that hit me. Like, the conviction was deep. I could do that a whole lot better. I don't know about you, but I know I can. And I know, like, would my workplace and my extended family, who, who don't really, we don't talk to enough for them to know who I am in God. You know, would relationships that are, I don't know, in the church even, the people you walk past in the street, would they know that you are followers of God through the way that you are walking? And the Bible says in Matthew 12, 36, that we are accountable to God in every word we speak on the day of judgment. We are accountable for the people whom we interact with in our everyday life, that they may see the love of Jesus in us. Our submission to God's authority is key to our freedom in Christ, that we can accomplish in him. How many things have you experienced and places you've been because you submitted to God's authority you, and you listen to him, what he wants for you, what he's called for you, the walk that he's put you on? You just know that you couldn't honestly have gotten to that place or in that moment without his grace of God and being obedient to his voice and word. I need a drink. 
Um, so I'm going to read the parable of the talents. I don't know about you, but I really love that parable. It's in Matthew 25. It reminds me about being faithful and serving him really pays off. Like even when we feel like giving up. Being persistent and accountable to those God-given gifts and using them to the best of our abilities in whatever area we possibly can. I'm sure we've all heard the story, the parable, but we're going to have a look at it tonight. So we're going to go from verse 14 through to 30. For the kingdom of the heaven is like a man travelling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. And to one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to each according to his own ability. And immediately he went on a journey. Then then he who had received the five talents went and traded them with them and made another five talents. And likewise, he who had received two gained two more also. But he who had received one went and dug it in the ground and hid the Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of all those, of those servants came and settled accounts with them. So he who had received five talents came and brought the five other talents, saying, Look, Lord, sorry, saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I have gained five more talents beside them. His Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You rule over, I, you were faithful over a few things. I will make you rule over many more. Enter into the joy of your Lord. He also who had received two talents came and said, Lord, you delivered me two talents. Look, I have gained you two more. And then his Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Then he who received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew to be a, you to be a hard man, reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. And I was afraid and went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, there you have what is yours. But the Lord answered him and said, You wicked and lazy servant. No one wants to hear that, do they? Ever. Now I've lost where I am. You knew what I reaped where I have not sown and gathered where I have not scattered seed. So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers. And at my coming, I would have received back my own with interest. Therefore, take the talent from him and give it to him who has ten talents. For to everyone who has, more will be given. And he will have abundance, but from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away. And cast the unprofitable servant into the outer darkness, where they will be weeping and gashing with teeth. I love it. Who wants to hear good and faithful servant? I know I do. Um, sorry. Fear can be a huge roadblock, can't it? You know, especially when taking leaps of faith in new challenges, different areas of your lives, and sometimes we're guilty for wanting to play it safe. 
to save ourselves from getting hurt or to get stung by the repercussions of our decisions, actions and choice. This last servant was so fearful of disappointing their master, he couldn't bear to risk the, uh, to lose the money that his master trusted him with. We have been blessed with talents and gifts that God has given us from our mother's womb. The last thing he wants with those gifts is them to be buried and never used. True accountability leads to wise living. In Romans 14.12, it says, So then each of us will give an account to himself to God. When God asks you, what did you do with the gifts I gave you? What will be your answer? I knew my calling when I was 15. Sometimes that's not natural for people, but I just knew that I knew that I knew. You know, I requested to go um, in a school placement at my local primary school that I attended. And that's when I think prep was introduced too. I love that age group. And, um, you know, I was there and assisting the teacher and building those relationships with the kids and I loved it. I'm like, yeah, this is what I want to do with my life. And then as I was attending youth group, we sat around a circle and, you know, youth leaders, they ask you the hard questions. So what do you think God's calling you to? Where do you see yourself in five years? Like, what do you think is where God wants you to be? I knew it. I'm like, I want to work with kids. I'm going to serve in ministry. I'm going to open up an orphanage overseas. Haven't done that yet. Or a school. That would be cool. You know, and growing up in a Christian home, I just knew that that was my calling. We talk about it, you learn about it in church, in Sunday school, in youth group. I just knew. And I have been working so hard towards that talent ever since. You know, I started going straight into study. I did my Cert 3 in children's services and smashed through it with flying colours. Then as soon as I graduated, I came down here and went to uni. That was hard. Everyone remember that? That was really hard. I think I did a sermon on that. And um, now I am running my own kindergarten classroom and I am now leading kids ministry, which is like crazy. So for me, even just that journey, all I hear is well done, good and faithful servant. I just, it's great. But, you know, that was just a seed when I was 15 and slowly it's been watered and watered and watered as I've gotten older and grew in God and got to know him a little bit deeper and, you know, ministered and led with, well, I was under the leadership of many people and shouldered with them. And this is just the beginning. And it's the beginning for you too. So we're accountable to God about how we spend what he has given us, our time, treasure, our talent. In our daily life, we seem to be so busy that we hardly find time for things of God. When we analyse our time spent, our life seems to be filled with things of little internal, eternal significance. Can you tell I'm a little bit nervous tonight? How willing are we to use our talents to glorify or be involved in his kingdom? Are we letting what God has entrusted us in our hands go to waste? One important aspect of accountability is that Christians need to manifest 
that Christians need to manifest is to accept responsibility or ownership on what we take on. The first time when man had to take ownership for what he had done, Adam, he instantly and shamelessly turned the buck to Eve, who then blamed the serpent. And that's how the infamous, the devil made me do it, excuse, came to pass. He gets way too much credit for our poor decisions, that's for sure. We need to be accountable. We need to be responsible for our own behaviours and sins. People who cannot honestly admit that they are wrong will not repent and seek God's forgiveness, nor can God forgive and sin until it's been confessed. In James 5.16, it says, Make this your common practice. Confess your sin like I did before. I confessed it to you. Um, you know, confess your sin to each other and pray for one another so that we can live together whole and healed. The, power, the prayer of a person living right with God is something powerful to be reckoned with. Excuse me. Does anyone else's throat get like really dry when you're speaking? I feel like I can't breathe. Oh my goodness. Accountability, okay? Accountability allows us to be answerable to one another. Can be a close people in our lives that you trust and is living godly, obviously. You don't want to offload to people who aren't living that way because you're not going to get great responses. Been there, done that. You know, it's those key godly relationships you have. It's sharing with those safe, trusting people whenever, you're fall, whenever we've fallen short, struggling or feeling weak and just need that love and support like from like-minded people. Having these people during our walk with God to keep us accountable for our hearts and our decisions. These people in our lives help us stay on track. They pray with you. They support you when you fail. They pick you up. You know, they, they cry with you, encourage you to keep going. I have a few people like this in my life who can keep me constantly accountable and in check. Last year was really hard for me personally. Possibly the last six months. Let's get a bit raw. Um, so, you know, I have never experienced anything like that before. I am young. I know that. I haven't walked many things. I'm still yet to go through these things that I know people before me have. So then it's good to lean on them during these times because they've been there before. They know what that feels like. They know how to get through it. And it's just, it's just really hard. You know, I went through things that just oh, I was dreading to experience. My nan passed away and I've never, ever, ever lost anyone like close to me like that ever in my life. So I kind of went in a little bit of a dark place, kind of kept to myself. I isolated myself. Then I walked through all these other things that felt like it was happening all at once. So I was feeling really overwhelmed and it was every area of my life I felt attacked like attacked by the enemy, it was even in the church, um, it was my home, it was family, it was friendships, it was my workplace, 
Like it just felt like everywhere I looked, I wasn't safe. Even though I am safe in the church. But in that moment, you feel the mind plays tricks with you. So I went in a shell. I shut everyone out. I was in such a slump. I just wanted to feel it all. I didn't want anyone to tell me to get over it. I didn't want anyone to tell me that it's fine, you know, that it's going to be okay because I, I didn't believe that and I didn't want to put myself in a position of vulnerability either. I didn't really want anyone to know how I was really feeling because they, I felt like they would, I don't know, make me feel silly for feeling so hard. I'm a highly sensitive person. It was, it was rough. So, you know, I dwelled in my sadness and kind of just stayed in my bubble. But God doesn't want that for us, does he? That's why he's put people in our lives. And he has put great people in my lives that recognise that. So I was still showing up, obviously. Still showed up, still did my job, still pushed through. You know, spake it till you make it kind of thing, which we can see through. But I was you know, turning up but leaving straight away. I was turning up but not fellowshipping with others. So I had a planning meeting that was arranged for this year for the new ministry and everything that was coming about. And because I was, like, avoiding everyone, Pastor Jane just knew. And it ended up being a night of, yeah, let's plan, let's plan. And we got a few things, but then as soon as we were done that, it was... Just verbal vomit of everything, just offloaded completely. And she even said that I left feeling so much lighter. I looked lighter. Like everything that was holding me down was just lifted because I confessed how I was feeling. I was accountable for my emotions. I was responsible for my actions. Like I had those conversations and we prayed so it was, it was wonderful and I needed it. And I stress to you, if you're ever feeling like that, you need to talk to someone. It's hard. I know it's hard, but you have to. You know, they're wonderful pastors. And I'm getting out of it, as you can see. You know, it, it was different. But it's so, so important to be honest and open with these people you trust most, especially your leaders, they keep you in check. They keep you accountable. I'm so grateful too that God has given me such godly friends to do life with. You know, I have this one friend. We all know her very well. And she keeps me in check. Yeah, she'll be there for me. And they're there. It's okay. But pretty much when the rubber hits the road, she's not going to listen to my la-la. She is going to tell me, get a grip. She will be the one person that if I'm whinging about work and saying, I don't think I can do this anymore, I just want to quit, but what would I do? She's like, Bethany, you were put there for a reason. Do your job. It's like, okay. You know, she doesn't play me like a victim. We need people that don't play us as a victim. Be there for us, but don't victimise us. Um, so, yes, I am forever grateful for that. I don't know, even you guys, I hear people's voices in my head when I'm about to make a decision. They're like, don't do that. You don't want to do that. What if this happens and that happens? And it, that keeps me accountable. 
Can I have the team, please? So I just want to wrap up tonight. That was a lot of information, I know. I'm sorry. We unpacked a fair bit of things that we are accountable for and I'm, I know I challenged myself and I'm sure, well, I hope I've challenged either you or someone listening with this message. When I first got asked to speak, they, um, I asked Pastor Jane, like, what do you want me to talk about? And she's like, oh, what, what you've learnt through this season. I'm like, oh, I'm still going through it. Like, I don't know if you know, but when you speak something out, you kind of live it again. So like last time I was standing here, I was like, yeah, I made it, I did it. And God just went, boom. And I just went through it all over again. I'm like, oh, I just preached on not like being content, but not settling. But I can tell you this last season I've been in, I was not content. So I just want to leave you to ponder on this question this week. To really reflect personally between you and God in your quiet spaces, you know, however you do it. What are you needing to be more accountable on? Are you taking the talents God has given you and doubling them or burying them deep into the ground? Thank you for listening to our podcast. We hope you were blessed with today's message. You can connect with us at firstfamchristianchurch.com.